What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, the show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change our generation. I'm Trevor, back better than ever, your host, health and nutrition coach. And let's get into it. I'm excited to be back, bring you guys another awesome episode. So first, cue that intro. I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. Yeah. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some bros. Limos in the windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Massive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your chest. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sentiment. Maybe I should let him How are you guys doing? I'm excited to be back. Excited to be recording again. Finally have a space to just be productive in again. It was uh, very interesting for a while. I posted a little bit about it on my Instagram story, but not too much. Essentially what happened is I was living in one house and then I moved to another house kind of out in the middle of nowhere, was struggling like getting Wi-Fi and all that stuff because I was out in the middle of nowhere, which was making it a little challenging to make content. And then as things were going, I was just starting to get settled in there, got the studio set up one week. And quite literally the next week, I found out I was going to start working in L.A. Or not L.A., but Chino Hills, down south. So after that, it was getting everything squared away and ready to move and packing everything back up right after I got unpacked. It was quite the adventure. But we're here now. We're set back up, somewhat settled into the apartment, and I'm just excited to not be moving for once, have all myself unpacked and in one place. And actually be making content again, because I miss podcasting, to be honest. It was only a quick little month break, but it's like, I'm ready to make more content. So I thought I could tie in a little bit of what's been going on this last month with some circadian rhythm that I've been wanting to talk about. So it works perfect. Because if you look at my new schedule versus my old schedule, you would think that there wouldn't be a problem. Because I'm eating all the same foods. So based on the framework of calories in versus calories out, or if it fits your macros, there shouldn't be a problem, right? But yet, I'm starting to have heartburn in the morning. I'm not sleeping as good. I just don't have the right energy throughout the day. I start feeling tired in the afternoon. And so I'm going to show you guys why this happens or talk to you guys about why this happens and then show you how you can adjust your schedule as things get crazy and your schedule changes to be more productive and have this energy throughout the day. Like what you need to do to build the schedule is the two main takeaways you're going to get is what in the world your circadian rhythm is and why it matters for this. And then how to actually bolster it. Like, Five essentials for your circadian rhythm because that's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day is your circadian rhythm with this. This has been something I've been wanting to talk about from the beginning, really, but this is the perfect time to talk about it because I have an example that completely sh- illustrates exactly how it works. Then we'll go into five essentials for your circadian rhythm and having making sure it stays healthy and running in an actual rhythm and not just all over the place. (laughs) So if we look at my old schedule versus my new schedule. So 
So my old schedule was what I was doing before I moved in the first place. My day looked like this. What I'd do is I'd wake up at 8. I'd drink coffee and read for about half an hour. After this, go straight into my critical task. So this is working on the podcast. This is working on Instagram. Just getting anything productive done I needed to get done for the day. And then after this, going into my workout. Now it's about 1, one thirty. Work out to about 2 or 2.30. Eat, get some more stuff done. After that workout, I'm going for a huge meal. And this is at about 3 o'clock. After that, I'm going to work. This is about 4 o'clock. Finally, working for a bit. Might come home, have a smoothie bowl or something like that. Going to bed about 12, 12.30. This is the schedule I had every single day. My body loved it. <laughs> like my, gest- my digestion was the best it's ever been. I had the most consistent energy throughout the entire day. It was amazing. But the food I would have every single day was coffee in the morning, maybe a second cup. I'd have a small snack either before or right after my workout. So about 12 to 1 o'clock or right after about 2, 2.30 or so. Then I have a big meal. Like a big meal. We're talking about 2,500 calories here, at least. This is what I'd have about 3 o'clock. Then a smoothie bowl in the evening. I noticed at least with the smoothie bowl, it was pretty easy for my body to digest. And then I didn't have a problem sleeping about an hour or so afterwards. But compared to my new schedule, I'm having the same food. But all of a sudden, I'm starting to have heartburn. My energy's all over the place. And you might look at it and not understand. It's like, what's happening? Like, calories in versus calories out. If it fits your macro, it says everything should be the same, right? But let's look at the schedule. So my new schedule is waking up at 5 and I'm leaving for the gym right away. So I'm getting to the gym about 5.30, working out till about a little after 6.00. I'm working out till about 6.15, 6.30, come home, get ready, leave them for work about 7. This is when I start drinking my coffee. Then I'm going till 1 or so. I might have a small meal or I might just fast through the rest of the day. Then I get off, I get home. Now we're looking about 6. Might have a small, or gonna have a small snack when I get home just to get my body ready for the big meal that's about to come. Then I would have that same big meal at about 6.30 to 7. Now I might walk, maybe get some stuff done, and then go into bed about 10. So I'm having just about the same food. I usually have that smoothie bowl right after the big meal or right after the walk. But all the same food is in the day. But the main difference is, is that big meal has been shifted up four hours. And my bedtime and wake time has been shifted back a couple hours. So basically, that big meal is getting really close to my bedtime. Usually wouldn't have been. Or, so it wasn't a problem before, but now it's caused the heartburn. It's caused my energy to dip. I just don't feel as good as I did before. But yet... All the food's still the same. So why this is, 
is this is really where we dive into what the circadian rhythm is. So this is the definition or the description that's on the NIH website. Circadian rhythms are physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour clock. So almost every organ in your body runs off this clock. And 80% of your genes run off this clock. Almost every organ and 80% of your genes. And you can really just think of it as your body has a lot of things to do in the day. Between digesting all your food, trying to clean up all the metabolic waste, make you poop, make you pee, have energy all throughout the day, make new cells. Like There's a lot being done. And the thing is, is it can't do everything at once. This clock gives everything a timing. So the better you can get this timing, the more energy, the better performance. And the more longevity you're going to create because your body's not struggling. It's not releasing some things when it doesn't need it and others when it does. The perfect example here is, is my body's probably releasing all these enzymes preparing me for this big meal. Then it doesn't come. But later in the day, when it's not ready for a meal, when it's expecting something small or no food at all, I'm giving it this huge meal. And one of the biggest ways you can see people are struggling with this is looking at their energy throughout the day. Because the normal is people getting tired in the afternoon, not having energy, and then the evening comes, and all of a sudden they can't sleep at night. Like That doesn't make any sense, right? You wouldn't think so. But it's understanding your circadian rhythms influenced by a couple different things. So first, it's going to be influenced by your hormones. So your if your hormones get imbalanced from your diet, your lifestyle, your stress levels, like stress and your circadian rhythm are huge. Because one of the things your circadian rhythm does is release cortisol in the morning. So you know, cortisol and stress go hand in hand. But the thing is, is if you're trying to go to bed at night, but you're still stressed out, you're releasing that same hormone that's supposed to be waking you up in the morning. And then we wonder why we can't fall asleep at night. So lowering that stress, this is why meditation or just different things that lower your stress really help your sleep. And then another huge component of it is light. You might think like the blue light glasses and that whole trend seems a little dorky or doesn't have a reason, but turns out that your hypothalamus has about 20,000 receptors that are receiving and interpreting all the signals your eyes are coming that are coming in from your eyes from just the light alone. What happens is is if your body notices notices it's daytime and it's bright outside, it's going to release cortisol to make sure you're staying awake. Which is great if it's during the day and you're trying to stay awake. But the problem is, is when you're trying to go to sleep and all these artificial lights that we have are telling our brain that, hey, we're, it's daytime right now. We need energy. Then you shut all the lights off and 10 minutes later try and go to bed and it just doesn't work. So your body doesn't know the timing, essentially. So this is something to be extremely cautious and aware of to make sure that you're not tricking your body throughout the day. 
to doing things like blue light glasses in the evenings or making sure your screens are at least filtering out the lux. But the best thing you can do is just making sure that you're not having super intense LED lights shining on you. So understand, like all these genes that we're talking about were made before these lights. Like we were programmed with these genes long before we had access to artificial light. And artificial light is great because it's really grown our grown our entire society, but there's a time and there's a place and we gotta just be careful with it. Then another thing that influences is not having that constant sleep time. Like this can really throw everything off. So like I mentioned before, in the NIH definition, it's a twenty four hour clock. So if your body's running on a 24-hour clock, but if you're staying awake for 20 hours one day and then eight hours the next day and then going all over the place, your body can't get that rhythm going. This is really where your energy doesn't ever get that consistent level. You feel like crap all the time, for lack of a better word. So if your goal is to have great energy, it's getting the circadian rhythm and rhythm, really, <laughs> creating a good rhythm because what it's doing is releasing hormones. So making sure cortisol is being released in the morning, melatonin is being released at night. So you're waking up in the morning, falling asleep at night. It's helping to drop your body temperature in the evening so you can fall asleep. And then like the problem I'm having is digestion. It's making sure the right enzymes are being released so your body can actually digest the food properly instead of struggling and not compromising your sleep and all that good stuff. But let's get into five essentials for your circadian rhythm and show you guys like the things I'm doing every day to really anchor in the circadian rhythm. So the first one, this is going to be getting outside in the morning. And it sounds so crazy, but this goes back to the whole light that we were talking about and when the receptors in our hypothalamus recognize that it's daytime, Reese's cortisol helps you wake up in the morning. But what they found is this literally has an antidepressant effect. Just getting outside in the morning and getting exposed to that natural light. Crazy. Like, it's actually crazy that it has such a strong effect on us, but it's just because it's anchoring us in so well. And this doesn't even need to be a long time to be outside. Just spending five to ten minutes outside, taking some deep breaths, taking the dog to the bathroom, just getting out in the sunlight has a huge effect. And even if it's cloudy outside, you can still get some of these effects because light is still coming through the clouds. The number two is an eating window and timing. This goes right along with fasting, making sure... For me, especially right now, not having huge meals so close to bed. Giving yourself that two to three hour buffer before you go to bed to not not be eating. Like Give your body a break, especially on the large meals like that. And then what I'm doing is moving that bigger meal up in my eating window. I'm probably going to cut it in half into two meals. So one good sized portion in the evening and one good sized portion earlier in the day. So that way it's not such a huge giant spike in the at the end and another thing you can do is fasting 
So fasting goes right along with the eating window, and it's giving yourself a little bit of time in the evening before you go to bed. And then after you wake up, you're not going straight into eating as well. And like we were talking about before, how your body can't do everything at once. So if it's always digesting food, it's a lot of energy going to just digesting food. Like all your food needs energy to digest. So if you want to free up that energy and let your body do some other things, like one of the huge benefits of fasting is going to be autophagy. So autophagy is the programmed death of cells. So when your cells are at a point where they're no longer needed or they become damaged, they're supposed to just be disposed of and exited, politely escorted out. (laughs) But the problem people run into is when you're always eating, this is never able to happen or your body can't do it efficiently. So that means you're having a lot of buildup of all these dead cells that just aren't being released And this is why they're finding a correlation between fasting, autophagy, and reducing the risk of cancer. It's huge. Okay, so we got getting outside in the mornings. We got the eating window and the meal timing. The next one is going to be caffeine. So like we were talking about earlier, that little bit of cortisol that's released in the mornings, this is allowing your body to wake up naturally. And then getting out in the sunlight is helping this as well. Because like all the receptors in your eyes, it's telling your brain, it's daytime. Let's release a little bit of cortisol. Wake you up. And there's other hormones in this, but we're just keeping it high level right now. And so caffeine works into this perfectly because it does create a little bit of a stress response in your body. A little cortisol is released. That's why you can't have too much caffeine. And so it works perfectly in the morning, though, because it can help anchor in the circadian rhythm and help get your body going in the morning. But also why it's a double-edged sword and not having it too late in the day. It's just not going to... Now you're going to start disrupting your sleep, and sleep is going to be a huge part of this. Sleep is a huge part of the circadian rhythm because if you're not being able to sleep at night, then this clock is starting to get thrown off. And this is when we have to start worrying about the energy again. So be careful with the caffeine, not too late in the day, but there's some extra benefits to having it in the morning. Then the next thing is we got getting that regular sleep time. Like It's a 24-hour cycle. This is of the utmost important. Like If you want to get yourself on a new routine as quickly as possible, establishing that sleep time and establishing that wake time This is going to be the best thing for you. This is going to be the biggest difference here. So if you don't get this established right away, then your body's not able to adjust to the new routine as quickly. And then the last one, this one's going to be exercise. And what's interesting about this one is that we don't 100% know how exercise and the circadian rhythm really play together yet. But it's just commonly accepted at the scientific community. And it's just because it um, improves sleep quality. But we don't 100% know how it works, which I think is cool. Because it goes to show you to always keep an open mind because we're always learning new things. Like a review in just 2018 in this journal Circadian Rhythm 
found that timing, duration, and type of exercise still need further research. Like we are just getting started and understanding this. So there's still a lot to learn, but it's just understanding that exercise has been linked to sleep quality and getting better sleep. And sleep is of the utmost important to your circadian rhythm. So we do know there's some benefits there. But a 2017 study did find that energy expenditure from exercise and the stress response from exercise as well had a positive effect in the gene clock. Yeah, one of the genes that influences your circadian rhythm is called clock. (laughs) But they also stated that more research was needed. So there's obviously signs here that it's giving some positive effects. But again, we're only at the beginning of this journey of understanding this. One thing that's really important to note here is making sure you're not exercising too late in the day. Like low impact exercise, like a walk is not too bad later in the day. But if you're going to go weightlifting later in the day, you might start affecting your sleep, which is then going to affect the circadian rhythm. And also over-exercising. This is a huge one because if you've ever started over-exercising, you'll notice that your body can't recover properly. So you're stressed out too much. And again, with any with anything that's too much, start stressing your body out. Now you're not going to sleep as good. It's going to start throwing the circadian rhythm off as well. So just be wary of that. Like just making sure you're not overdoing it all the time. So these five things, this is really what I'm focusing on. And really five great things if you want more energy, if you want better performance, and you want to live longer. <laughs> like just Getting outside in the mornings, focusing on that eating window and that meal timing, making sure it's not too sporadic any any one way. Then getting some caffeine in the morning and not having it too late in the day. Number four is going to be getting that regular sleep time. That's going to be huge is getting your 24-hour cycle on track. And consistency is key here. And then five is going to be exercise. Just getting a little bit of exercise in each day, it's going to help with that sleep. Which in turn, it's going to help your circadian rhythm. Just because all the science can't prove it yet, doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. (laughs) Alright guys, thank you for listening. And I really appreciate you guys going through this whole journey with me. This last month, I really wish I could have kept podcasting. But when you hit a point where either do a health podcast or sacrifice my health because I was running out of time. I had to make one or the other the priority at the time. So I appreciate you guys coming back. I appreciate you guys listening. And I can't wait to keep sharing more powerful content with you. All right. Have a great week. And I will talk to you Thursday. We'll have another episode. We'll be talking about morning routines. So you're definitely going to want to stick in with this one. This is going to be more about the same stuff and really just diving in deeper. All right, guys, have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.